Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yeah, we are good to go. We are up. Thanks for being here. How you doing today, Philip? Thanks. Um, so I guess where we where I should start out is that you know you just co-authored a book with your wife, the loving power of what's it called of the soul of your um, soul. Yep. What was uh, maybe we should just start? What was the motivation behind that book? And kind of we'll get the party rolling from there. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, my background is uh, as a holistic coach and healer and personal transformation pioneer and uh, I got to that for a spiritual some people sooner or later look for that on one level or another and uh, it was kind of sooner in my life and uh, that led me into searching all kinds of things back before the internet religions psychologies and I joined a spiritual group and in the spiritual group, Chris, uh, it was one of those um, groups, which is common today, where the leader had all the knowledge, sort of the guru. Mm-hmm. Religion is like that, too. Sure. And there's wonderful wisdom and a reason for that. But the downside, of course, is that it's disempowering. Ultimately, I realized to me, because it's kind of like you have to get the truth from someone else. Why can't you get it from yourself? And so I met my wife and partner, Jane, Jane Montrose there. We eventually left the group, partly because of that reason, uh, learned a lot, and um, then went into pursuing healing, because I realized that was a key part of awakening. If you want to know yourself, there are things that are preventing you from doing that. And it's interesting enough that we all have these, uh, probably everyone has some degree of trauma, of challenges in childhood, and, and that's been kind of documented too. And some of it's real obvious, real obvious trauma, abuse, neglect. But a lot of it's more subtle as as people are understanding that your parents aren't around, you have to be the little parent, you can't trust your parents, there's bad boundaries. So if you kind of lump it all together, then everyone's got stuff there. And the interesting thing is, why is that? Ever thought of why that is that virtually everyone, the billions of people on the planet have these traumas, more or less, mostly hidden? They have to be somewhat hidden just so we can function. I mean, if they were too much out in the forefront all the time, it would be pretty hard to function. But I agree. But that's kind of interesting, isn't it? 
Do you think that a lot of people go through these traumas? I mean, the majority are all, all people? I can't say absolutely all. There's probably a very, very small number of people who had extraordinary parents uh, and were somehow able to deal with maybe just to where they started on earth. But it's so small, it's probably negligible. Yeah, so it seems, you know, a lot of the... I don't want to put this. A lot of people do have some type of trauma, but that trauma seems to, you know, even if it's like a micro trauma, even since to drive them to become the person they are today, you know, such as, you know, if they came raised up from a abusive family or whatever, but that drove them to become more of a success and be better than their parents, so to speak. I mean, that's generally speaking, of course, but a lot of people who seem to have those type of upbringings, you know, share those stories um, for example, like Mike Tyson, you know, who had a rough childhood growing up. And, you know, I remember he was doing drugs. He's talked about it like 13 years old, but right. he overcame it. Right. So, yeah, I guess that's why. But it seems like a lot of people do go some sort of trial. Yeah, yeah. And, and we other. often think of it real um, like a like that kind of example, a real obvious, blatant way that, you know, a person was in really intense poverty or physical or sexual abuse or neglect or family was in prison or uh, those kind of things are real obvious, but there's a lot of subtle things just where your parents weren't there. Sure. Uh, you couldn't count on them. They couldn't express love to you. Uh, they really didn't know what to do because of course they had traumas from their uh, parents and supporters. So it just sort of goes on and on without getting kind of lost in this. I don't want to make it seem real fatalistic. I'm getting to the, why we wrote the book too, by the way, I haven't forgotten. You're good. You're good. It's just a little long. I figure that's it's okay. We got all the time. It's a roundabout good. story, which might be interesting. And it's been kind of interesting. I mean, that, you know, we're on a planet that the elephant in the room is everyone has this trauma. And what is trauma? Uh, trauma is things that happen to us early in life, often as a young, defenseless child that we couldn't cope with, like the things we mentioned bad boundaries, neglect, abuse, parents not being there, someone being sick, divorced, loss. Yep. And so what do you do with it when you're a young child? You don't know what to do with it. But we seem to have our own particular versions and flavors. And one person I know since I help people a lot with this, what was hers, like her uncle, uncle touched her inappropriately on the knee and that was just berserk. And then I knew another lady who's whose foster parents put her in a dryer. And, you know, she dealt with that better than the other lady seemed to deal with, you know, touching the knee wrong, you know? So it really depends on how you deal with it. You know, these terrible things that can happen to people. Uh, so that's a part of it too. So why does it happen? That's the interesting kind of metaphysical question here. And it seems like it happens for, um, on a deeper level for us to understand and grow from it as horrible and awful and painful as it may be. If you figure there is a reason that we're here on earth, that there's an order, if there's not just pure random and chaos, there's a certain amount of random and chaos, but if ultimately there is an order, if you have a soul, if it is directing you, if you're here for a purpose, uh, that's part of it. In fact, that is a big part of it. And as you awaken and you become aware of that, and a lot of those things, for some people, they need help early on just to function with those sure. difficulties. But a lot of people can sweep it under the rug, so to speak, and not deal with it until they get to a certain point in their growth where it becomes too uncomfortable 
kind of unconscious acting out, being angry, sad, having these reactionary things that are just like, you know, I can't keep going on that way. And that's where healing and, and spiritual growth, and that was part of my journey, as I said, for healing myself and helping others and connecting with the uh, the soul, the deeper awareness. Part of that is is the healing, which the soul or the deeper awareness can, can do, which we develop some modalities, some healing ways to do that. So you can get good and clear and use all that to help and heal yourself for more love and creativity and compassion. Do you think that, I mean, this is kind of going back on that, but the reason, you know, people keep this trauma going, such as, you know, touching people inappropriately is because it happened to them. So they think they have to and partly do it to somebody else as they get older. Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? Like a lot of people who've been through child molestation think uh-huh. it happened to me at a young age that right. it was like a sickness that I have to do it now. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's something that's sort of an acting on like an autopilot, a program, like an app that's been installed in you or a virus. Uh, so it's not something you want to do. It's something you, yeah. you, you feel you can't help but doing until you get uh, an awareness and a deeper uh, connection to help address it and you well, might need help to to, to overcome it yeah. yeah i mean a lot of people i mean i don't even know where to begin with this and i'm probably not very you know i shouldn't probably even be talking on this just because i don't know a lot about it but i've you know from other podcasts i've listened to listened to and like statistics they've put out was that oh that's mainly it's a lot of reoccurring um incidents across that and they just don't know like you said like how to fight it, you know, how to fight that feeling or thought or whatever you want to call it that's inside them that's saying, hey, I have to do this. And is that when they, if somebody does have that feeling, is that when you're saying they come out and seek someone like you for help, for healing? Well, I want to take a step back here. We work with what Carl Jung, the great uh, therapist said, normal people with normal problems, which is most people. Then there are the people like you said, and I worked as an teacher with emotionally disturbed boys who, and a lot of them had were uh, sexual perpetrators and were victimized themselves. So that's a very small population of people okay. bigger than we're aware of. Um, so that's one kind of extreme where people need help functioning. Uh, and that might awaken them too, and to a degree of will. I'm, I'm, what we do and in our book, Getting uh, the uh, Loving Purpose of Your Soul, the new book that we just wrote, my wife and I, uh, Jane Mountrose, um, we help people connect with the soul, everyday people with everyday problems. And as I said, the, the billions of people have traumas. And part of that, part of it is the healing and the awakening. And that was part of my journey. That was part of the reason that I ultimately wrote that book. And we've written over a dozen books. We've written many, many books and many things and done many training sets, but it's a current one and it's a good encapsulation and it's a very accessible, easy how-to book to connect and grow from your soul and heal from it. So we let's let's go back a little bit because you talked about you were in a, a spiritual group. Yes, and uh, yes, in my twenties, yes, years ago. Uh, so you know, and I've been talking, you know, with a lot of people who seem to have you know been down this road too. And I think a lot of my listeners kind of wonder what the differences between, and I wonder myself, the differences between a religion and you know spirituality. I guess it was kind of what you said that it seems like that's more of you just want to go find the own reasonings yourself. Find the truth and connect directly with the source, oneness, God, larger uh, intelligence, 
universe, oneness, you know, there's many words. So connect directly with your own spiritual source and from which you're a spark in the soul, which is really directing you here through the illusion of, of uh, not only Zoom, but just the physical reality we're in, a very dense, real. Uh, when I studied hypnotherapy, Chris, um, one of the things that was sort of taught or one of the things that becomes apparent is that we are hypnotized regularly now and when we go into a deep hypnosis, we actually, in a way, dehypnotize ourselves because we access our unconscious, deeper awareness. So the momentum, the things that we just sort of automatically do on autopilot, unthinkingly, that's sort of the hypnosis, the trance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we go into kind of a deeper conscious trance, uh, and that could be meditation or mindfulness. We call it soulfulness in our getting through uh, in our new book. Um, then you're more aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your, your, your actions and what's going on. So that deep thoughtful ones. And, and, you know, I've been practicing a little meditation here and there, and it's just me kind of just sitting by myself, collecting my thoughts and, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of resetting, like, you know, yeah, getting my mind blank. And it's, it's hard for me, but um, I'm learning to, you know, learn, learn how sure. to and, you know, I feel like a lot of people who I've talked to are actually try, trying to do the same thing now because there's so much benefits and and just sitting back and reflecting, you know, on your day or your thoughts and, you know, just trying to reset your batteries, I guess, is what I'm trying to say and go back to neutral. Right. Resetting. And we have some and I, I can demonstrate and the listeners might like a week. One of the things we have developed is is a, a version of the EFT, the tapping techniques, which are getting pretty well known are you familiar with those uh, what is eft i was getting ready to ask emotional freedom techniques it's not a, a, a not an electronic fund transfer i'm not talking about that eft it's an <laughs> energy healing it's tapping pressure points that are key points like in eastern uh, medicine i'm not familiar with that eastern medicine has acupuncture or needles you may know that where yep. they put little needles in you for key points and these are energy points that they've studied for thousands of years in chinese medicine sure the energy healing EFT emotional freedom techniques, which has been around now for about uh, 30 years, taps on some of the key pressure points, the top of your head, the eyebrows, the side of the eyes. These are pressure points you touch with your fingers under the eye, under the nose, the chin, Mm. the collarbone, and under the arm. And you say an affirmation and it, it seems quite strange when you first are introduced to it, but some remarkable healings and balance, and it balances the energy system and puts it more in a state of uh, equilibrium and peace. Yeah, I've been, yeah, when I, how should I put this? So when I first heard about this stuff, and this is probably back in college and stuff, you know, I'd kind of just brush it aside, of course, because it seemed to be the norm that, oh, that's not for, that's just for kind of really hippy dippy people, not really. (laughs) And and that's no offense to anybody, but that just seems like that's just what it was for me. And, you know, I really knew and didn't, or I didn't know anybody who practiced that. Sure. Yeah. And so now, but it seems to be coming along more, you know, I don't want to say mainstream, but it's become more popular, you know, with a lot of, yeah. It's more entering the mainstream. So the more people who do it, it's more familiar. It's more safe to accept. More recognized. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not some far-flung thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of athletes are, you know, as far as like yoga and meditation or putting in programs. And, you know, when you see it's, it's just like everything else, like you said, it's mainstream. And then you see somebody like LeBron James, hot time or big time athlete put in there. Like, oh, it's cool now. It's fine. But I guess what I'm getting at that is that also with that 
if you want to call it a trend, that instead of people relying more on actual medicine, you know, prescription medicines, people were actually starting to go, oh, maybe there is something more to, you know, meditation or meditation or practicing like acupuncture or Eastern medicines that you were talking about earlier, like more mindfulness stuff in today's times. Right. right. So if you learn holistic EFT, and especially if you learn to connect with the soul, which I can give you an experience of it in the listeners here, if you want. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and then we have six ways we describe in, in, in the book, the loving power of your soul book. Uh, if you do that, Chris, then you are uh, in actually a healthier, more balanced state, more aware state, and it can actually save you a lot of, in terms of healing yourself and preventing and longevity if you're in a balanced state. And there's there's a lot of studies, there's more and more studies showing that, um, which is nice to have that backup. Um, but it puts you in a better place than being rushed and stressed and which is a big contributor to ill health, as you know. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be, you know, I've said it on here countless times that we're living off momentum at 24 seven, you know, it's always making these thousands and thousands of decisions today, information overload. And it was just like, our brains are not wired to handle this or mine isn't anyway. I mean, and that's why no one's is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Breakdown. That's why it's kind of like, just give me 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Let's go sit alone and think about myself. You know, even, you know, everyone's got their own form of meditation, but you know, where I work at, I'm able to go take a lap around where I work and just by myself and just get out of the office. And so that's helps tremendously. And sure. Take a break, especially be out of nature. That's a big, big reset. But Mm -hmm. I want to talk to, you know, you're talking about the soul and I was wanting to talk a little bit about that before you get into those tips, but you know, what is your definition of the soul to speak? I mean, well, uh, one way of describing it is it's a spark of God or divine okay. that is basically there uh, uh, helping you that you incarnated from your soul, which seems very hard, strange because of the amnesia of, of life and the momentum and the way things are structured. It seems hard to believe that there's something sort of more invisible beyond that is uh, more of deeper who we are and is sort of uh, co-creating with us you know, helping us uh, live our life when we're in touch with it. If not, you know, we can do whatever we want because we have free will. We can destroy ourselves. You know, we can do the, the, the have the uh, trauma, like we're saying, and, and not address it and just have a really tough life because of it or use it to, to heal and learn and grow and be more soulful and live our purpose. Um, so it, it's an opportunity. It, it's a choice um, of how we want to live our lives. But the soul is that divine spark. Uh, and we uh, incarnate to learn and grow in this lifetime uh, from that. And when we become more aware of this soulful presence, which is there when you have awesome experiences, like if you, you know, if you have a sun, if you see a beautiful sunset or sunrise, you know, you're in that kind of awesome oneness, right? Sure. You feel connected with everything or you go on top of a mountain and you feel like at one with the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a different sense to it for sure. There is. And, and, and the thing is that people don't realize most people is that you can connect with that energy, that awareness at any time, at any moment. Do you you think that, um, so I was talking with somebody on here who was talking about soul and intuition and, but do you think the, the body can host, um, multiple souls at once or is it a soul is a one th- thing you know basically she, what she was saying that when um, how should I put this that when 
somebody dies, passes away, that their soul will go find another host to end that sometimes that, you know, it, you can end up finding having multiple souls into one body, I guess. Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? I'm not familiar with that idea. I have uh, never heard that before. And well, I've been I, I never heard of physics I, for 30 neither. or 40 years. Yeah. Never heard that one. Me I've neither. heard of a lot of variations like that with, with going into it, but that gets pretty abstract and obscure. But I think if you just start to recognize your own soul and listen to it, and how do you listen to it? Uh, well, part of it, you, you can recognize those beautiful experiences or intense, challenging experiences, pivotal points in your life, maybe key decisions, mm-hmm. forks in the road. <clears throat> or intense tragic experiences, emergencies. Oh, yeah. We are highly present. Well, those are times, <clears throat> but those are more rare. But if you just get a sense of what is exciting to you, what is uh, passionate for you, what you want to do with your life in a healthy way, and you may not know where that's going to go. It might be the goals you've set, like goal setting could sure. be if they're soulfully based uh, could have a sense of where you want to go. And then you just keep following that and see where it takes you. Uh, and it probably be very unexpected. That's my life from, you know, starting off as a, in the suburbs of Buffalo, New York, and mm. traveling to all kinds of places and in that spiritual group and uh, becoming a teacher and now a, a spiritual teacher and holistic healer and coach and living in Central Coast, California. I mean, I writing over a dozen books with my wife and dozens of trainings. I mean, all of that was kind of surprising, but it was just following my heart one step after another. And this is a key, opening your heart. The heart is the key to the soul, heart, and soul. We've all heard that. That's something that's not, society hasn't really gotten there yet, but it's going that way. It doesn't, you, CNN doesn't talk about opening your heart. You know? Oh, no. no, nobody does. No, mental, very mental. And I, brain is great. The soul uses the brain, but if you get stuck in your head, then you get lo- you're kind of on a lockout or lockdown from your potential and your purpose and and all that you could uh, uh, experience and accomplish. So going back a little bit, so when you were 16, you never thought you would be doing this today. Basically, is that what? I, no, I didn't know that I would be a holistic coach and healer and have an inter- There was no internet, you know, in the 1950s yeah. and 1960s. Uh, we had our first book. Uh, uh, getting through to your uh, emotions with EFT, the tapping technique in 1999, it was starting to sell in a publisher. And then the publisher went bust before we could really. And then luckily a little company came along where you could sell your books in 2000. It was called Amazon. You've probably heard of it. Yeah. Weird. Just a little company back then. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to happen. So you just keep back trusting, then. taking the next step, being open to it and listening to your heart and soul. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people have trouble listening to that? Like you said, getting stuck in your own head that because I've had, you know, times oh, yeah. where, yeah, times where it's just like, nah, I probably shouldn't follow this road. Or I shouldn't make this decision. I should, you know, make the safe decision. And even though my heart's telling me to take the chance on something or whatever. Right. And, and I'm not saying to just be, uh, have like a prompting. I should move somewhere, have a special major decision and saying, I'm really feeling this is what I should do. You, you, it's probably wise to use some of your head and mental and kind of do some research. Like I'm feeling them, you know, moving to a different city or a different job or something, and maybe doing some research is fine, but still following your heart is generally a good prescription. Uh, and that's usually going uh, versus the survival and security and the fear needs, which are often based on the traumas. 
and they're kind of coming up like, oh, oh, you know, I, I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to fail. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's actually when you know that there's a millions of variations, but it comes down to a pretty small set. Chris, I'm afraid to be lonely. I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid I'll be rejected. There's, you know, those handful of I'm not good enough compensation exactly. things. And, you know, if that's what's driving us, you can tell that's that's something that needs healing and loving in ourselves. That's not our soul. That's the part that needs help, <laughs> not the part that we want to help direct our lives, which is directing our lives and what might seem to be very mental and very adult, sophisticated, like I used to be very cynical ways uh, as a compensation when I was growing up, not knowing what to do with stress. But uh, it's not really the best option if you want to grow and have your best life. Yeah. I mean, that's very well said. I mean, a lot of people are afraid to do something new or, you know, try a new experience or a new passion, kind of what you just said, just because they might look like a fool or like you said, fail and nobody wants to fail. And then because sometimes that can probably lead to a road of more anxiety and depression and um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, but it's one of those things that kind of what we were touching on earlier that, you know, if you take that chance and you, you know, you uh, find you something that you never thought you would like, you know, like you were talking about that it can lead you down a great road. And, you know, it's when you put what you in, want to into it and something great happens and, you know, you become write 12 books, like you said. And Right. So yeah. And then you find yeah that reminds me of a, of a story that might be real relevant here, Chris. Uh, Show you know, it. Kind of it. Your, your fear is coming to, <laughs> to roost. So uh, when uh, I was a teacher and I've been a teacher for many years in different ways, and now I teach you know, holistic coaching and healing and spiritual development, but I was a school teacher too earlier on for elementary kids and special ed. Uh, and uh, when my wife first started with me, who she was an architect and she was not a teacher and was very shy and, and very fearful of being kind of in the public. So when we first started teaching, we did a uh, process years ago. <laughs> And it was an inner child, like the part of yourself that's hurt. Actually, it's relevant to what we're talking about. The part that sort of the the traumatic part is still frozen and acting out in your trauma. Uh, So we did a process in a group. And uh, so we did a visualization and and Jane led it. And this was the first one. So she was very nervous, you know, about doing it. And so she did this process with the lady and, 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 and she and took her and met her inner child and, you know, what, what's it like? And, and the lady's response is, I didn't get anything. Nothing happened. It was kind of like her, you know, her worst fear. Oh, I'm a te- I knew it wouldn't work. And this is, this is very, so I, and there was a pause and I just said, Hey, this is great. This is a really teachable moment to find out what happened there to see what, you know, to go a little deeper. And so we just used it to go further in the experience. And, and she remembered that, you know, that, you know, what seems like a failure, if you keep going into it can be a good experience. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that even if it fails over and over again, that it could still be an experience and you learn from it then, or, you know, you find your purpose. Too. Yeah. And you may need to shift directions. I've had to reinvent myself many, many times, uh, having this career for decades now, and it keeps changing. It's still in the same theme and ballpark of spiritual growth and life purpose and healing, but more and more awareness and different ways to doing it as as I grow and as society grows and the things that are coming online in the world in general today. How do you mean you, when you said you reinvented yourself, you'd like you learned some new things or new ways and you decided to incorporate that? And Right. We keep learning new modalities, having different kind of ways of supporting or healing, bringing in sort of angelic elements. That's something just being aware of those presences, 
Uh, thing when we were in, in our when we wrote one of our first books was Getting Through to Your Soul, which was in 2000, which was pretty advanced relative to what was out there then. There was some books, but especially coming from kind of not a, an academic or uh, kind of a well-known person doing it. Yeah. Uh, so we had to kind of slowly ease our way into it since we were so far ahead of the curve then. Now it's not as, as far away. So you just have to kind of find ways to connect with people. And now we can be a little more open and free in what we're doing, you know. Someone said there was a story with about, I think, Betty White, the actress who died recently. She said in her about how she dressed. She said in your in your 20s, you, you want to dress so you look good. In your 40s, you want to dress for success. And in 80s, when you're 80, you want to dress to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and that's sort of like reinventing yourself after a while. And it's not so much that. It's like you just do what you're called to do and yeah, I'm aware of people and I want I want to do it in a way that makes sense and it's clear, but I'm not as concerned if, hey, some people don't get it. I know they won't. You know? Yeah. Do you find it hard to connect with? Well, I guess you probably don't, but or having people connect with you, is it pretty tough? Because you're actually trying this for the first time and seeking uh, your guidance. Well, what do you mean connect with me? Well, um. I guess open up to you and, you know, explain, you know, Hey, if, you know, if I was, you know, feeling depressed or had too much anxiety or too much burnout um, and I, you know, came to you for some type of help or guidance or um, yeah. I mean, is it tough just to open up for the first time until I finally feel more comfortable or, you know, share my problems? Well, each person I, obviously has a certain amount of uh, connecting, but generally people connect with me. They're attracted to a soulful uh, way of living and going deeper into their awareness and okay. spiritual growth. So they're very open to it. Most people that who do, do who would connect with me or take our trainings at getting through.org at Awakenings Institute, our nonprofit organization. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just wondering that, you know, if it's one of those things that maybe they just um, have tried, you know, going to, I guess your actual regular doctors or therapy or whatever. And, you know, they, so oh, I'm going to try this holistic approach now and come to somebody like you, but it's like, I really don't know how to handle it or talk to somebody this way or actually open up to somebody. Cause I just don't know, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, so, so do you want me to show you just an example of kind of how this all works Yeah, that'd be great. with yourself? And uh, this might answer a couple of things. How, and this is from the loving power of your soul. One of the techniques for soul connection and, and okay. teach a couple of things in one piece here. And it's kind of brief. So it'll do the healing part, the connecting part. So, and this could be someone who'd come to me, or it could be the person listening to this show right now, and it and it'll be with you and me. So right. we we maybe start with the part that something. If is there something, if you don't mind sharing, and maybe something a little, little irritating or frustrating to you, do you mind mentioning something like that? Just in my life in general, or any little, you know, it, it you know, just to get kind of a focal point of something you'd like to maybe feel better at, or something's a little bothersome. It could be very small. I mean, just for okay. Okay. for. Um, all right. So for this week, for my full-time job, we've actually had to attend a full day of training all week, Monday through Friday. And yes. I found that it's threw me off my routine. And it's cause, you know, based on my actual work day of me having to go sit for eight hours in this conference room and just listen to somebody else talk basically all day, which is a good training, but I feel kind of, Mm, I, I don't want to say anxiety, but you know, it, it threw me out of my normal routine. It's kind of like, oh, I'm not getting my normal things done. A little bit extra gotcha. build up, maybe just a little, I don't want to say stressful, but not but not over over stressful. Okay, 
Okay, that 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 would suit purposes fine. So, and, and I'll kind of give a a couple thoughts after we finish it, but I'd like okay. to. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL experience here and then that's fine that's that's great okay so um if uh, you're remembering one time this week where you felt the stress of of this extra meeting right Mm -hmm. just one and you felt when you think about it you felt what uh i get irritated um yeah irritated and just that um you know just because i do things a certain way as far as you know um, you know, they feed us certain lunches and stuff. And I like to go home and make my own lunch just because sure. I, I try to eat a certain way. And it's just like, like I said, it's getting me out right. of my routine. It's like, and doing my workouts and everything's like, mm, I don't yeah. want to eat this. And how's it going to fuel me for later? So I guess irritated and frustrated. Irritated. Okay. That'll work. You know, and, and this isn't, this is just kind of working with you personally. It's not a commentary on the disruption or the external things in society that are that we come in contact with. Sure. So you're irritated. If we measured it, Chris, when you think about this, one out of 10, 10 is total irritation. One is very little. If you kind of get in touch with that moment where you felt the irritation, what number would you give it? Mm. Mm. You said one is the smallest? The one is very, very tiny. 10 is very... Maybe a four, three or four? Three or four. So there's some irritation. There. Okay. Yeah, there is some. Yeah. Yeah. And it may fluctuate. Okay. So if you were to imagine, and some people are good at visual seeing, some people sense, or, or if you imagine that it's kind of like being in the mud when you're irritated and when you remember that incident, can you kind of sense or picture being in the mud? Being, what, do you, what do you mean? Like where I can't move in the mud? If you took that as a visual in your mind, okay. That experience turned it into kind of a picture or a sense or a thought image. And it was it, like being in the mud, being that irritated. What what would that be for you, Chris? Hmm. Well, when you said mud, now my mind's going to kind of like you're you're in quicksand, mm-hmm. right, where I know I can kind of move, but if I know if I I don't have full freedom of what mm-hmm. I want to do, so it's kind of right. yeah. And I know that I guess if I keep fighting it, fighting it, it's just going to make things worse for me. Uh huh. So I guess that's what comes to mind is kind of quicksand. Right. Yes, I mean, okay. especially when you said okay. the word. So that, that's one way of kind of Im, with image and visualization, even kind of hypnotherapy type like the, so that's, that's the quote issue that the, 
the irritation, the block, whatever we want to call it. Okay, so now we're going to do the other part. So imagine now in your mind, Chris, lifting and the listeners can if they if they can do this safely. And you might, people sometimes do it better closing their eyes just to be able to concentrate more. Imagine going atop a mountain, a beautiful lofty peak, just lifting your lighter and lighter and you ascend to a wonderful perch. It's an incredible view there and you're in the perfect lofty place for you with that 360 degree view atop the mountain or high point, the apex. Let me know when you're getting a sense of that, Chris. Okay. I think um, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, imagine a mountain range that I've saw recently in Mesa. So you're on the mountain range and it's got that wonderful temperature and, and, and sunlight, right? Yeah. And the view is incredible. The air is fresh, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else is it like? Anything else you're, you're noticing? Hair fresh. You know, I'm hearing, you know, animal noises. Um, uh huh. You know, I'm feeling the wind. Uh huh. Um, I just kind of feel more, I don't want to say at ease, but feel more like I'm, my mind's relaxed. So you're relaxed. You're yeah. more expansive, would you say? Like I'm trying to, you know, take it, you know, like it's more or less when you see a great site, you just try to take it all in. Rather than just thinking about what's posted on social media, or so, so you're kind of opening up in the moment and relaxing. Would that yeah, be, like, would that be accurate? Yeah, like how I would actually feel if I was actually yeah, exactly. So you're just there, and in your mind, you can be there wherever you are in your mind. Okay, great. So now you're in this more uh, connected place, more at one with everything, with the relaxation and expansion, right? Yeah. So if you imagine from that high place that beautiful expansive place with the temperature and air and wind and wonderful animal noises accompany you right mm -hmm. and you and you're now aware and you kind of look back or sense your older self who was in the quicksand right with the irritation what would you say or send to help you know maybe an image or energy to that old self the irritated quicksand part of yourself <laughs> could you uh send something to that part could be energy, a word, a love, an image just kind of help that part out. It's probably just, I probably would just say it's temporary mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, it's not, you know, forever, you know, it's just, you know, a short range of time and you just got to kind of suffer through it. Okay. And that, so you know, if that, it, were, uh, that temporary, that, that, that wonderful advice, if that were an image or a color or a symbol, would that, sense of it being tempered temporary just a passing what, what what color or sound yeah it could be a color or or, or an image or a sound that sometimes uh -huh. is an easy way to, to understand it i like my favorite color is blue okay so it's blue is there yeah. a shape to it uh well I'm, I'm i'm thinking circle now because you said that but okay yeah you whatever you think is right you're yeah right whatever there's no right or wrong in the i didn't really have a shape in mind until you just said a that. connection blue circle okay so send that beautiful blue circle into your old self you know so you're a lot in a lot better shape there okay the old self down there at the bottom of the mountain that was having some irritation and struggle so how's that part, old part doing doing better How's it feeling now? Um, it feels better, you know, just, you know, now that I, you know, thought about it and that it's, Hey, it's just temporary and you can hang on and right. Yeah. And that, you know, it's not going to last forever and you don't have to do it, you know, right. you know, right. you don't have to keep doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. More at ease, I guess, you know, more that just relaxed. Right. Good. Excellent. Okay. Just take a deep breath, feel grounded back in the room. Okay. So let's review. Okay. (laughs) What just happened there? What did we do? I mean, it was an interesting experience. And um, so that's what we call the mud to the mountaintop or apex process. That's how we call it in our, in our, uh, loving power of your soul book. And, and it's, it's pretty easy and natural to do using imagery and the soul is very, uh, connected or very accessible through imagery. So that soulfulness is that connection with nature and that oneness and that 360 degree knowingness. And the more you do it, the, the deeper and easier all this gets. And you take that energy and superimpose it, uh, into your stuck energy, the energy that's stressed. And it doesn't mean that something's not stressful. I mean, obviously, right. you know, what you're, I'm not dismissing you having a legitimate stressor in your life. You know, sometimes it is sort of an imaginary or rea- overreaction. But I mean, there was a certain element of stress sure. legitimately in there. But how you respond to it is what we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, with that said, though, you know, that was like one of the main things. And, you know, when I do my podcast and stuff, I tend or try not to overshare too much. So that was like the main thing that I felt that was pretty recent. But, you know, if you and I were obviously off air, I could probably find something a little bit. Oh, no, but that was a good, that was a good okay. example. But what, what that was, I think, would, illustrative. What more uh, people would be dealing with, I would think, on a daily basis, I would think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could have been, pick a card, any card, as I say. You yeah. know, anything would work. And, and the idea, the difference from that is, yes, you know, we could have started off and I could say, you know, I could have said to you, we could, you could have told me the experience. And I could say, well, you know, it's only temporary and it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Exactly. Hey, you're smoking. You know, it's unhealthy for you. Yeah, I think I'll quit now. Thanks. You just solved my problem, Bill. <laughs> so, but when you experience it from a soulful, connected place that's integrated deep into your being, then you start to change. Remember, mm-hmm. we talked about reinventing ourselves and growing as you do that more and more. Well, now I'm a different person. I keep growing and learning and shifting and adapting. You think that's one of the keys to success? I do. What, what is? I keep just growing, uh, shifting, learning, adapting, just like what you said. Just yes. Not oh, only yes. success in all, almost all areas of life, not just. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Changing. Well, being open and responsive. Now, some people by nature are more risk taper, risk takers are more open, are are are, and some people are just more cautious and conservative by nature. And there, there's an element of that that you have to build into all of this too. But the general advice still holds true about being responsive, listening to your soul, getting its guidance, following uh, your passions in an intelligent way. And uh, learning, you know, learning and shifting and changing when uh, the time comes to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that scares. I mean, I'm generally speaking again, of course, but I feel like a lot of people were scared of that change and we're creatures of habit. Right. Right. There's an uncertainty in change. And and that's built in partly for protective purposes, you know, because in, in the change, you know, there could be something dangerous around the corner. Yeah, that's really a good way to get at that. You know, back in, I saw, uh, it's almost that our mind is set to survive like a survival instinct. And that if we take, make a change that could probably, like you were talking about earlier, take it a risk or like mm-hmm. hurting us in some way or trying something new that our brain's like, nope, but stay safe here. That's take, 
taking too much of a chance. Yeah. We can't do that. And that's like our, almost how our brains are almost wired. Yeah. And that's an either or a limited thinking. And, um, you know, there's some of that which is useful for being resilient and just surviving that's useful, but but generally don't have to worry about that unless you're just sort of a foolish, impulsive person and you're too much of a risk taker and too, uh, you know, have too much of a death wish. And if you're, you know, if you're prone to that, that's that's something to be aware of. But if you're not in that, maybe more people are, like you said, are afraid to change because they're worried about failure or losing or losses better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all Shakespeare Ooh, good saying good saying yeah that's uh one of the things that you got to take this chance or even try something or like you just said you know if you want to try for love you just can't go your whole life without trying you actually if you want to learn to see how it feels and it sucks sometimes but you got to try yeah like you just yeah. said better love yeah. just look at it that uh, from your last day, one day will be your last day. You're looking back. Do you feel like, you know, you, you did what you could and what you wanted to do, or did you hold back and, you know, and not do things because you were afraid to fail or something might happen. And you, you know, you kind of died with your music in you as it's, as it's sometimes said. Sometimes I wonder, well, this, I'm just kind of, I'm still in this from his name is John Wellborn and he was an NFL player for a while. Now he has his own podcast. And he kind of talks on things like this sometimes. And, he was basically talking about, you know, when you're laying on your deathbed, when you're looking back at your life, do you want to know, like, say, man, damn, I wish I would have got that new iPhone or whatever. Or do you want to say, like, oh, actually, you know, tried something or took that trip or, you know, um, or took a chance on whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of I don't know if a lot of people don't understand that. Like, we're almost living in too much of a materialistic world sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that it's almost yeah, a, a social can, status. Yeah. A little, and that that's just now we have so many wonderful conveniences and technology, which is a blessing and a curse. And we need to use that very with a lot of discernment. Yeah. I mean, with your practice, are you using any new technologies out there or do you kind of stick with? Um, well, we've had our trainings. We've been we've had our, our, our first website was came up in 1997. So we've been on the Internet for 20 cool. some odd years. We have a vast website with hundreds and hundreds of articles and videos and all those books we wrote and downloads and training. So we have a very extensive web presence. Our, our business now is fully a web business, uh, internet business. What's about the way to go? I mean, that's what, I mean, you get the most traffic that way and cast the biggest net. So, right. Yeah. You can connect with people. We used to have like our trainings and things in offices, or our home office and so forth, which was nice and, and had its own benefits. But uh, now we have, we have students and from all over the continents, all over the world who are by our books and so forth, which is really wonderful. And, and speaking with that, I mean, if somebody was, you know, wanting to, you know, start learning more of the holistic approach and mm -hmm. you know, get more experience out of it, you know, how would one, what would be the best way for one to do that? I mean, you know, is there small little, things that one could practice on their own that you would recommend, or is it, you know, just coming to find somebody like you first to help them out or hope that kind of makes sense. Uh, well, there, there are probably some readings and videos. I, in fact, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm just going to, I wanted to offer your listeners a free gift, which would be a good way to get started. Ooh, okay. And uh, we mentioned our new book, the loving power of your soul in this, in this little free gift, uh, you get an excerpt from that, which would be a good way to get going. There's a holistic EFT, a tapping technique uh, video that I did, a little healing video. 
Uh, and uh, there's some resources, some spiritual resources, some holistic resources. So the free gift, the spiritual healing uh, resource kit, there's a tiny URL for people to remember where it's easy to remember, tinyurl.com slash spiritual dash kit, tinyurl.com slash spiritual dash kit. And I think that would give them a lot of good materials to get going in different ways. And our book, The Loving Power of Your Soul, which is very easy to read about what the soul is, how it it works with your everyday life, how to connect with it, and how to heal with it. And I wanted to... I just, while you were talking, it just hit me and I wrote this note down and I wanted to talk to you about it because you talked about free will earlier and we might be switching gears here a little bit, but um, I've been reading a book. Well, I did read a book by Sam Harris. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was basically t- discussing the differences or and some of the similarities between free will and determinism. And I wanted to see, like, you know, you said, you know, think like everybody has, his argument was that I can't remember what his argument was now, but he was basically discussing do most people think they have free will no matter what they do, it's all up to us or is life our choices and how our life goes predetermined. Right. Well, what are your thoughts? Well, one thing that I think makes it confusing to people is that there's a lot of large collective events that are affecting us. uh, And some of those happen quote, beyond our control, and some things are randomly happening to us. So that sort of throws a a confusion in the topic. But basically, I believe we do have free will. Nothing is predestined. But, and here's the big but, or I should say and, (laughs) uh, our soul has a plan. Remember, what is the soul? It's the spark, and it's eternal. It, It goes from lifetime to lifetime. It's there kind of in the background, the app or the director, the co-creator who is there, when you awaken up to it, it becomes very evident. It's been there all along. Sure. Um, So since that has a plan, uh, what is the plan? How do you know the plan? Well, that's what we've been talking about for the last 50 minutes. The plan is when you, uh, maybe I can be as bold, you meet some, maybe one like me, and they help you get in touch with the mountaintop and that greater awareness and you can start to direct your life. You don't have to just react to the busy schedule. And so, wow, now I have another resource. So your soul is is giving you, maybe people listen to this, a spark. There's a reason, wow, this is giving me a clue, something, hey, I'm excited maybe to read our book or some other book or some other resource to know more. That's my next step. And that will take you to your next step. And that leads you into your destiny, but you're choosing. You can say, here's your soul. You can have a wonderful life. Or you can say, oh, it's just nonsense. It's ridiculous, Philip. I don't believe in any of that. Fine. It doesn't change the truth or where you are, you know, from a a greater perspective. You know, I don't believe in the sun. It doesn't matter if you do or don't, you know. (laughs) You take a lot of that feeling and intuition. The intuition, which comes from opening your heart, is a part of it. It, it's It's a link and it links to your right brain, science shows you. So you have ways of understanding something um, beyond just the the mental, the logical, which and it, it 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 uses the logical and the reasons too. That's a part of things, but it's a way of kind of connecting you with a greater knowingness. You think everybody has intuition? Sure, how active or or aware, and some people might be more intuitive by nature, but for various reasons too. Yeah, we were talking about 
intuition or I was talking about intuition the other day and that, and also awareness at the same time. And that I forgot how exactly the conversation went, but it was one of those things that, you know, if you do something, I forget. So somebody who flips a coin and they're trying to get heads every time and they finally get it, but the other person didn't. Right. And so they get interviewed and, you know, they're saying, I think this is Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, explanation. If you know, he's like a famous astronomer, astrologist, I can't remember. But anyway, that, you know, it's like, oh, I was just feeling like I was going to get heads, you know, 50 times in a row. I just knew it was going to be me. But they went and asked, you know, they never go and ask the other guy who didn't get it, even though he was feeling that he could get heads every time too. And that, um, and I guess for my point is that, you know, a lot of people were saying like, well, did you really think you had intuition or were you just kind of just hoping at the same time you were going to get it? Because a lot of people you know, they act on something just because they feel it inside them or you open up their heart, like you said. And, and, you know, and I've had things where I've done something just because, and I didn't really know why I was doing it, but it was because, and I wasn't very self-aware. Right. Um, but then it was like, Ooh, when you go back and think about it, it's like, Hey, that was, I guess, intuition. I mean, I just did that because right. you know, my body or my brain or whatever it came from was telling me to go act on this. And I felt like it was the right thing to do or whatever. You there know? you go. Yeah. So that, that's that intuitive hit that message from your soul from your awareness from a higher uh, source beyond the physical uh helping direct and guide you yeah what do you think about um out of body experiences well that makes sense because we're uh our consciousness goes beyond just our physical body i mean there, yeah. we have, you want to consider you have a mental body sometimes it's called your thoughts and emotional body your emotions uh, and your spiritual body. So your their higher bodies, there's higher vibrations. And when when so when you're going back to the let's use the visualization, the soulful, if you're on top of the mountain, you're connected with a lot more than you normally are in the mud. Mm. That's like going out of your normal body into a higher body. You could you could even say that. Yeah, when I had a, a car wreck when I was 16 and and I've talked about this before on here. So I'm sorry folks if you heard it before, but I want to get your thoughts that um, you know, it was like, I was standing on the side of the road, watching my car, mm-hmm. you know, it, did a, it did a 180 and hit the other side of the road and flipped. And, you know, I didn't, I've always felt weird that if I were to tell somebody that, you know, they would look at me different or think it was, you know, no way that ever happened. That was just you. But is that, you know, what am I trying to ask? Is, do you think that's part of the soul, like kind of going out and watching me do that or like kind of like a protecting me at the same time or, um, I don't really know how to explain this because I haven't thought about a lot on it, but it was an out-of-body experience. And I always wonder, like, you know, what caused that? What was that? Well, I think we do have uh, not only our soul, but protective beings, higher beings helping us and supporting us to a degree. You know, so there are invisible forces, sometimes called invisible friends, guardian angels and such around us. So that makes sense. And you can connect with them. Um and since it's from a, like a higher realm, it's, and it, it's different from what we normally think as our regular senses, it's hard to, to verify it. But the more you've accessed that realm and around people who have, the more believable it is. And there's just a lot of questions that can't be answered uh, without realizing that, that that must be true. It's one of life's mysteries, I guess. It, it mysteries to an extent, but some of it makes total sense that there's otherwise you know you're just a random speck that you're just born and you die and you know that's it and it just doesn't mean much you know you're just sort of a physical prop you're you're surviving and propagating and that's all life is you know Mm. yeah yeah it's it's a lot to take in i mean especially coming down a road like this basically you know 
compared to how you actually grew up, I guess, if you grew up, you know, very religious into a religious family and then this right. is a, yeah, a whole new approach of things. Yeah, it's different. It depends on your background and and realize most of what we how, how we learn or think what we quote thinking in quotations is from our programming. What does that mean? When we were young and very vulnerable and our mind was opening up in our first few years of life, you learn things from your parents, your caregivers, authority figures, sure. repetition. Uh, and some of that is useful and, and even helpful, but it's just stuff that you didn't necessarily know at a very deep, soulful level. You just, and then you carry it as an adult. Like this is why do I, my fan, all my family believes this way. Everyone in this neighborhood feels, mm-hmm. why did they all believe it? Because everyone else does. Yeah. I grew up from a, in a very rural area, like rural, rural, like no stoplight, sure. two general stores, all dairy farms and cornfields. And, you know, I remember growing up and it was just me doing things just because like you said, it was just, you know, ingrained on me from my parents or whatever. And I, oh, yeah. You know, yeah and I, you know, we didn't, yeah, we didn't, I didn't get the internet until, maybe late nineties, like you were saying, Dustin, but it, I still didn't experience, you know, how other people were living or knew other ways of life, you know, and it was almost that if I said, you know, and I remember do questioning things that when, as I got older, it was like, well, they did it this way. How come we're, you know, not doing that. But it was almost, if I said that, you know, I was like, Oh, you're a sinner. You shouldn't be doing that. That's not right. Yeah. You so you get some negative and that's how that, you get traumatized, of course, too. So there's a lot of fears and doubts and remember the wounded inner child we talked we addressed to and that's where all that stuff is boiling around and agitated inside of you and repressed a lot of it until yeah. you awaken you get to a certain point where you you're you don't want to tolerate i need to go beyond that mm-hmm. some people are not at that point and may never in this lifetime get there uh but if you are and you probably if you're listening to this this podcast you are you know you question you want to go further and, and make more of your life than just follow what everyone else you grew up did and thought yeah i mean i remember you know this i don't th- I, don't, I wouldn't say it was a trauma in my life but you know just when i would ask questions like that and you know it would get shot down and just kind of make me feel like i shouldn't think this way or think right. differently than the social norm or whatever that you know it did kind of repress me and that i was almost afraid to speak up in certain situations right. and express my opinion or say what I was really thinking just because I didn't want the the negativity coming at me, I guess. Sure. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and in some situations I felt, you know, like, well, maybe I can't hold a conversation or maybe I can't do this just because I'll get casted out of, you know, the friend group or the. Right. Whatever. It's a survival thing. And, and that's oh. again, those traumas we talked about at the beginning, a child has it. It doesn't have to be, as I said, a severe abuse or, Sure. The there we go. It could just be, you know, I'll I'll spank you, I'll slap yeah. my, I'll wash your mouth out with soap or whatever. That's pretty scary to a little kid. And then you go, well, that was happened when I was a little kid. But now, when you're an adult, you say, I, you know, what if I say something? You're not going to get your your mouth washed or spanked. But the, that part in yourself is still reacting and frozen in time like that until, until you start to awaken, question it, get help, maybe get that free download, that gift I gave or something and start to have more love and healing and creativity in your life uh, to overcome that, to help yourself and then really be able to help others. So, cause every, you know, the billions of people who are stressful and challenging and in the mud, you know, helping others. And and I just want to say that's not a knock at my family or anything. I mean, it's it's not a criticism of of your family or anyone's. Yeah. I had a very good childhood, but it was just those things. I just remember like, I don't understand why I can't, 
you know, ask a question or see what, you know, right. alternative ways. That's yeah. the way their family, I'm sure, taught them, right? And exactly. Yeah. They grew up, you know, in that type of mentality and that, you know, but in today it's more accepted just because you have so much more information that we can actually go look at things yeah. rather than just saying, oh, this is, you know, made just because it was just, this tape desk was made just because it was made. There's no explanation why it was made, you know? Yeah. So, so a good reference, a good standard, Chris, and for people is the soul comes in for, from what I can tell for maybe four reasons, you, me, and the other, how many 8 billion people on earth are here for, Mm -hmm. um, for loving, learning how to love, learning how to be creative, healing and growth. So whatever you have happened to you and the other billions people is to help you heal, grow, love, uh, create. Um, so that's why these things happen. So we need this kind of backdrop, this contrast, these challenges, these stresses in which to do it in in these constraints here on earth. He'll love go and grow and create. I mean, those four things seems like be the most, uh, make the most sense in order for a person to almost be happy within their life. You think Mm -hmm. I I do. I mean, those four things put together seem to be a good, you know, uh, recipe for, success and happiness, you know, kind of what we've been talking about this whole time, but yeah, not like, you know, it's almost like if you don't have one without the other, it's incomplete. Yeah. They're all interrelated and they're not necessarily in that order. Uh, having some fun in the process might be a good thing to add that if it's not part of the, well, yeah, I agree there too, but you know, I mean, I think most people, that's what they want out of life is love, success and no, uh, and being good health. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living there as fully as they can. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people want that. I don't know how many people have found that kind of what you said with, you know, through not being self-aware or opening up. Or, right. It's uh, challenging without it because you, you're sort of missing a basic element. Um, and for some people, you know, for this lifetime, maybe it's just sort of having a good family life and the family's doing pretty well. And that was good. And that was, that was enough, you know? And yeah. for many people, they want to go beyond maybe just a, a family life and helping their family. They want to know themselves much more deeply and help more people at a deeper level from with compassion and love and creativity. You know, Phil, I think it's a good way to take this podcast home on that right there. Like good Sounds way to, good to me. Um, if you want to plug in uh, what you were going to give away the free listeners again, or if people want to yeah, find our, our ex- let me just mention our extensive website. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, plug anything you want to. Free, free downloads. And um, that's getting through getting thru.org, actually slash holistic. But if you if you put in getting thru.org, there's all kinds of free downloads and trainings and videos and posts. But that free gift I mentioned earlier is uh, a gift of uh, a free excerpt from our new book, The Loving Power of Your Soul, a guidebook for uh, realizing uh, your full potential. If you want to get an excerpt of that, uh, an EFT, a healing video, uh, some spiritual holistic resources you can go to, the free gift download is at this tiny URL, tinyurl.com slash spiritual dash kit, tiny url.com slash spiritual dash kit. That's a shortened, easy to remember uh, URL. Great. If, if people want to find you, just go to the, just go there. Yeah. Yep. Cause then they'll connect with us and, and 
our offerings and get those free gifts and things. So, and the getting through that our uh, website, they can just go there and start to, there's so many things there to look at getting thru.org. Great. Um, anything else before we uh, call it a night? Uh, no, I think that's good. It's been great talking with you and I hope it's been a, uh, a fruitful conversation, a soulful conversation. Enjoy that. Uh, connecting with so. you and your audience. Great. Well, all right. Uh, I guess that's it. Everyone, we're out of here. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.